Um, Michael Bennett, after the game last night, uh, talked about preseason is figuring out how to execute as a group and how new players might fit in. Um, and, you know, according to him, that's what you really want to see is how guys come in and execute. I'm curious from your perspective as a coach, how much of that is players figuring out on their own during a game like a preseason game like last night? And how much is coaching both on the, during the game and off uh, away from the game situation? Um, I don't know, Mike. It's probably a combination of both. Um, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we're trying to we're, we're rusty too, so we're we need to practice coaching, recognizing things, communicating with the players, and making quick adjustments and corrections and so forth. And you know, players need to same thing, learn how to read, not learn, but get used to changing situations, down distance, field position, um, time score situation as we get at the end of the half situations and you know, making adjustments and things like that and communication with their teammates. So it's kind of really a combination of all those things. Uh, if I could follow up, he also, Michael Bennett also made a point about uh, competition and intensity uh, during the preseason versus when it ramps up in the regular season. And I'm curious, is Michael Bennett that kind of player you would expect that really – that you've seen from afar that really ramps it up um, once the you know bullets start flying for real. Well, Michael certainly had a very productive career. Um, we'll, we'll see how everything goes for our team this year. Uh, that's everybody, and we'll have to wait and see how things how things play out. I don't know. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we'll go with uh, Tom Kern, followed by, Phil, followed by Phil Perry. Tom? Hey, Bill. Um, I had a question about how difficult or how much of a challenge it might be to balance players and coaches relying on the familiar things that you've always done well with pushing forward into the new things that might be necessary for a new season or a changing league or, or changing personnel. Uh, well, I, I think that's one of the many balances you have in preseason, just trying to get your team ready, um, work on the things that are fundamental to your system. You have to deal with different things each week based on the opponent that you're playing. Um, but then you have to look at the bigger picture of the opener and the regular season and what you're going to need over that time frame, and they don't always fit together. So you just have to do the best you can and try to get the most out of your opportunities there. But that's yeah, it's more than you can, more than you have time to do. It's probably more than you're really able to do. So you have to select what areas you want to try to focus on. And I'm sure that there's not a deadline or a drop dead date but there must come a time when you say, okay, you know what? We're going to get that at some point, but we don't have it yet. Pittsburgh's coming up in 10 days. We're going to move on from that for now and maybe come back to it. Do, do, does your mind kind of process that way along with the minds of your staff when you consult one another? Uh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Thank you. Welcome. Bill Perry. Thanks, Aaron. Bill, I wanted to ask you something about um, something I heard from Ryan Izzo last night, and he was describing the catch he made uh, from Brady and how he could kind of feel where the safety was, I guess, in the middle of the field, and that allowed him to understand what the trajectory of the throw might be like. And so he, he kind of understood, you know, wouldn't be high over the shoulder. It was going to be where it ended up. And that, to me, sort of sounded like instinct. And I know by definition of that word, it, you know, might indicate that that kind of awareness, um, you know, can't be taught. But, but I wanted to ask you, in your experience, do you feel like that kind of awareness can be coached, can be developed, or is some of that stuff just something that, that um, can be more difficult, I guess, for others to, to try to pick up? Well, I, I think you always try to coach the players the best that you can, and you try to tell them things that will help them perform better. Um, ultimately, some situations are similar to but different than the ones you've described. Um, some sim situations could be quite a bit different than than what you've practiced or how the, how the play is designed, and so uh, an element of the player's instinctiveness takes over in those situations because they understand what they need to do and maybe the way that you've taught them to do it or instructed them to do it doesn't quite fit that situation or um, something's happened during the play that's you know compromised that the, the leverage or the relationship between the certain players on the field and now they have to do something a little bit differently. And... Of course, their instincts would kick in at that point. Um, so we try to coach it. Um, we try to coach it. Some players are, you know, have a very high instinctive level, and other players are um, pretty much trying to do things in a fundamental, fundamental and um, in a logical way that's that makes sense. And it's probably a good the good path for teaching, but sometimes things happen differently, and you can't always follow those. And Bill, just to to follow up quickly, has Ryan? I mean, Ryan, I think by his own admission, the day he got drafted, you know, talked to us about how much he liked blocking, and um, it, it seems like that was you know real focus for him. But has he looked like a more natural or instinctive receiver? to you over, you know, the time that you've worked with him? Uh, he, I think he has um, in, good instincts as a receiver, yes. And I think he saw that at Florida State. Um, and there, there are some things that we do uh, from a route tree and that we have in our route tree that, that are probably a little different than, than what he had uh, at Florida State. So... Again, when you get a, a route, or especially a new route, and you go out and run it a couple times, each time it's a little bit different, whether it's in a man zone or if there's a linebacker over you, a defensive end over you, or whatever it is, until you have enough opportunity to build up, you know, enough uh, reps on the play, you know, 20 or 30 reps where you've done everything multiple times and you've pretty much seen every look, um, and that's, 
it takes some time. And it takes some time with the with whoever's thrown to you um, for them to anticipate what you're going to do as a receiver, uh, and you know for you to anticipate where the ball is going to be based on certain looks. So, yeah, those are instinctive things that sometimes they happen rather quickly. Sometimes they they take a little while. If there's a a level of difficulty or understanding and exactly how the quarterback and the receiver see a certain relationship or leverage by the defender, uh, what to do in that situation. So I think he has good instincts, but he has he has to probably learn different ones and, and apply different situations to what he's doing here compared to what he did in college. So there's however you want to look at it, either either new learning or taking old learning and applying it to a different situation. Thanks, Bill. We'll go to Mike Reese, Tom Kern, and then Mike Pachaglia. So, Mike Reese, you're on. Thanks, Aaron. Um, Bill, through the three Patriots preseason games, and I guess taking into account what has unfolded around the rest of the NFL this preseason, how much of a better feel do you have about how to approach the change with being able to challenge pass interference? Probably probably learn a little more each week. Um, so I think that uh, the officials, you know, Al and Riveron and the weekly game officials that we had, you know, we had an opportunity to work with a crew in Detroit and another crew in Tennessee. And then obviously we had another crew this week with uh, Carl. And so, you know, as you – more situations come up and more plays come up. Um, and, and again, through the practice sessions where we have an opportunity to sometimes discuss a call or a play uh, with, with the official who made the, made the call, it gives you a little better understanding of what they're looking for and um, how, they, how they're calling the game, which is helpful to us because, you know, we want to coach it properly so that, we don't end up really coaching fractions, and so we're trying hard not to do that. All right. Uh, Tom Kern, you're up next, followed by Mike Petraglia. Hey, Bill. Just I had a question on philosophically. How is a coach – how important is it as a coach and a leader to, to remain current and changeable each year to do things differently, whether it be roster – preparation, practice, health addressing, you know, addressing health issues within the team, um, to not fall into, hey, we do it this way because we've always done it that way. It just seems to me as if you've always been someone who's looked forward, whether it's the rules or, or nutrition, any of those things. And I was just curious about when you got to the point where you said this is important, I can't ever stagnate or my team can't. Well, I don't know. It's a, that's a pretty broad question. Um, I think, look, there. I think there are some things that I would say we do that I've done, um, let's call it since I was at the Giants, and there are other things that we do differently this year than what we did last year or even last week. So some, some things stay the same. 
Um, and some things either we've decided to change or maybe they've needed to be changed for one reason or another. So it's like there's, you know, the answer to all those questions is yes, you know, it would depend on the specific um, topic that we were discussing mm -hmm. and, and also the time frame. Um, some things change gradually over time. Some things don't change at all. Some things change significantly over a short period of time. So it would just, I don't know if there's any set formula. Um, mm -hmm. I do think there are certain things for me that would be pretty consistent every year. I, I think I would have a hard time changing some of those and or eliminating them or replacing them with something that, you know, has always been very fundamental um, in my you know, in my view, not that, that makes it right. It's just what I'm comfortable with. So and then there's other things that, yeah, we, like I said, we've changed, we've modified, um, maybe found a better way or have discarded it because it's not applicable or as applicable. So it, yeah, it, it would be, you know, it have to, I, I couldn't really, it's a broad question. It is. It is a broad question. It's probably we could go point by point and say these are the things that change and not change relative to that or the rules changes. But I do appreciate you taking a run at that. Appreciate it. Okay, we'll go with uh, Mike Petregulin. We have time for two more questions after that. I don't have any hands uh, raised. Please press uh, five star. Uh, and Mike, you could go with your question. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, Bill, I wanted to ask you about Jared Stidham's pocket presence and how uh, Mick Lombardi and your staff have worked with him. seemed like a couple of times last night there were some uh, good teaching moments where he uh, stepped up in the pocket under you know, uh, some duress and uh, made some throws down the field with a lot of confidence. Uh, there was another time where he scrambled out of the pocket, obviously, and was stripped of the ball. Just wondering um, what you've seen from uh, Jarrett in terms of his progression throughout uh, OTAs training camp and through the uh, three preseason games in that regard. Um, well, I think Jared's pocket presence is is good. I think there's room, a lot of room for improvement. Um, certainly, when you're comparing him to the other two quarterbacks on our roster, guys who have played um, a lot, a lot of football in this league, it's quite a quite a gap in experience, and so. Sure, those are things that Gerald will get better at. Um, so, probably about about what you would think it would be, given the difference in experience that you're comparing them to, um, to players that are in our offense running the same plays that he does. So it's hard to compare one quarterback in one system to a quarterback in a completely different system. But in our case. Yeah, three quarterbacks all in the same system, so it's an obvious comparison. Great, thank you. He's, he's getting better. He, I think he does a good job, but there's room for improvement, certainly. Thank you, Coach. All right, great. Thank you.